Yeah, I mean, well, you know, so the thing, you know, it's one, it's been ridiculously too long, which I think is, uh, is really just, I mean, a failure of me as far as just, just in life of not having talked to you. Yeah. Um, and, um, me too. <laughs> me too. But I, you know, I, one, one thing is interesting is I just, I don't think people appreciate enough how, uh, how well uh, you run your agency or just, you know, just to the level of which you've been able to get it, I guess. Um, right. And that's kind of the thing that fascinates me. Um, and that's the, I mean, for, forever, right? Like, yeah. I, like it was like, Hey, who's doing it well? Who's doing it well? I was like, ah, man, Carlos is like, of the people I know, he's like one of the most like on top of it dudes that I, that I know. And, yeah. um, thank and you. I, just, I, always, I always love the opportunity to kind of share that story. Yeah. yeah and, and, and it's funny. And, and I'm, and I'm really not on top of it. I mean, I, I, you know, I do nothing at the agency. We've just hired some amazing people and, uh, people almost half my age. And we're just like, just go, just, you know, we pay them well, we train them well, you know, and just go. And, uh, Jeff Kamara, uh, one of the young guys, Jeff's 36. I turn 60 next year. Um, you know, we hired Jeff 15, six, maybe 16 years ago. And he was just a stud. I mean, he's just, he just, he's just a working horse. And, uh, well, four or five years ago, we gave him some ownership of the business. We just, you know, so now, I mean, so he was always committed to now he's super committed to watching expenses and making sure the lights are out, you know, the crap that most owners, you know, yeah. Try to do. And, and and Jeff is an owner 20 years, you know, younger than I, and he's, and, uh, you know, and, and since he started and, and really since we've kind of made these changes, right. Our revenue at the, uh, at the agency has tripled. So, uh, really? yeah, it's, you know, I, I was talking to him before, you know, I left for my month away. Um, and, and he said, you know, have you looked at these numbers? I said, I'm counting on you to look at numbers. And he said, no, I said, you know, we've, you know, back 15 years ago with the, re the revenue is like 1 million today is a approaching three and a half, you know, and, uh, and, and in the last few years, uh, we've actually, you know, some of the employees that have left, we haven't hired, we haven't replaced them. So, you know, the bottom line is really good, you know, really good interesting now what was that conversation like because i think that's you know the, the the topic of ownership within you know an established agency um and for for people that don't have a direct bloodline to it it's 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 a hard thing to get or it's it's a hard conversation to have yeah um you know what i mean do you think let me this might seem like a strange question but do you think you got lucky having 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 waited so long did you think like yeah that conversation needed to happen sooner or what was that like uh so he's the one that brought that conversation to the table i mean um you know we pay him really well we were paying him really well i mean we just we saw the value in him and and he came up to you know to the three owners really to me first and then and then he's always been part of our ownership meeting because he really, because he's been our manager for years. And, um, and he said, Hey, I want to, I want to let you know that I've, I've been approached by a couple of insurance agencies. They're offering me much more money than what I'm getting here. And, but I, you know, I absolutely love working with you guys, the team effort, you know, everybody's working hard here, but he said, nobody's offering me ownership. As soon as somebody offers me ownership, then I'm going to, I'm going to let you know, I'm going to bail. And we all kind of molded around a little bit. Right. And I just, you know, and you know, I think that we're a little bit different than most agencies, Joe. Um, you know, we're, 
you know, our, our employees know when we do well, we share, we don't, we don't share how much Carlos makes and how much Jeffrey makes, but our employees know, Hey, income is up, income is down, you know, expenses are here and the other thing. So they've actually been almost like mini partners, you know, so there's, you know, they know that when we, when somebody leaves and we hire somebody to replace them, that money is used towards that new person where, you know, the last three departures, we haven't hired them. You know, Jeff and the team and I, we've gotten together with them and was like, Hey, listen, you know, if we can, you know, if we can get through the summer without these three bodies, right. And you guys pick up the slack and step forward, maybe come in a little early, stay a little later, come the fall when there's no more vacations, um, then we'll have some income to spread around, you know, and they're all looking at each other. Yeah, I, I think I could, you know, so the talk was, yeah, well, let's try it. Um, so, but that's how the talk, that's how the conversation with Jeff went. Plus, I think, you know, we're, we're a little bit different than most insurance agencies. We're not looking to sell. Do you know what I mean? You, you know, we're not looking, hey, Carlos is 70 years old. Let's start putting this thing out, this thing out on, the, on the block for sale. You know, my retirement, I mean, I've been fortunate. This is my really second career. I mean, I started off as a life insurance agent. And, you know, I, you know, I did well, I made the MDRT, you know, so I, so I've been able to bank some money, but you know, many, many independent agency owners, they're not banking anything. They're banking on that someday when they, when it's time to shut the lights off, they're going to get two, three, four, five, you know, four and a half, five times a book. And that's the, and that's their retirement. I look at it like, why do I want to retire? I mean, retire for what? Right. I mean, he's, you know, I'm a, I'm the community guy. I'm the marketing guy. You know, we all barely work anymore. You know, if I work 20 hours a week, that's my average week. I'm off on Friday, Saturday and Sunday. You know, I usually yeah. quit by one o'clock to go to the gym every day. I mean, retire from what? Is it retire so my, my, my wife can tell me to go out and get a job because I'm driving her crazy. It's a, uh, you know, right. it's a get out of the house, you know, you've been here all, you know, so is the, the goal is to really never retire. And, and as we scale back and as I've scaled back my schedule, my income continues to be the same, you know, um, cause Jeffrey's driving the bus, Jeffrey, Jason, Anna, those, you know, Cindy, those folks are now driving our bus. I'm a, that's, that's a very magical place. And I'm, I'm assuming a lot of agency owners want to get to, um, th- let me ask this though. Is the, is the conversation of ownership, is it something that is overrated or thought of as, as more of a untouchable taboo thing than necessarily it should be? I think for the right person, right? If you identify the right person, it shouldn't be taboo. That should be natural. That should be, you know, as we're getting older, I what what you know, I read something McKinsey and Company put something out a while ago, like a quarter of the agency owners and employees um, and CSRs will retire will be like 60 or 65 in the next few years. Yeah. I mean, you know why sell something? Especially, I, I think if you've, I think if you've built your business correctly, you know if you've built it around community, if you built it around, you know, really giving back, right? And that's and I've and you and I have had this conversation before, where you know, I think most insurance agents are sleeper cells, right? I mean, we contribute money to the yeah. to the youth sport to that, but we never show up. The magic, it's funny, I, I, I've started doing coaching, you know, you know, earlier in the year, and um, 
And one of my one one of the one of my coaches, I guess, and one of the, one of my students or pupils, I guess, I, I don't know what you call them. You know, he said, Carlos, you know, I show up, I shake hands, I give back, and man, my phone rings with people wanting to do business with me. And, and you know, and that's you know, we think that by giving two hundred and fifty dollars to the youth soccer or baseball or you know, and then not showing up is it no we need to show up but to show up you, you know you're going to be working nights you're going to be working weekends you need to make it up for your family on the other end that's why you know the um you know the talk that that i give i mean i call it freedom you know i i i, I call it freedom because you know you need to hire train and pay well and then man and then you can do whatever you want you know, it's you know, when when you have the right people in the right seats, um, you don't even have to go in. I mean, I I live a three minute walk from my office, and I'm there once or twice a week. You know, I, I just I'm usually out marketing, you know, connecting with my referral partners, um, you know, to get the phones to ring. You know, so. Yeah. Well, first, I mean, I would like to congratulate you on having a memory as, as good as what I, I'm usually the one remembering those random conversations. And when you'd said that, I was like, dude, like, I think we were in a speakeasy in St. Louis when we had this. We were, that's what, that's what uh, we were. What a wonderful time. That was a good time. And I was like, man, wow, we did have this conversation. And, um, and I had forgot about it until you mentioned it, but yeah, the whole idea of, of showing up. And, and like you said, like we give $500 here, a thousand dollars there. And it's just, it's not something that, whether it, you know, to what level we need to make, you know, show up, you know, is, is, I guess, up to everyone's discretion. But, um, yeah, I mean, the idea of, of that freedom, what is it, what is it meant to you? Like, was that intentional? Is this something that you kind of stumbled into? Was there something that you did specifically to ensure that this reality would be here for you at this time in your career? No, it's funny. It started about 15 years ago. Uh, about 15 years ago, my coach, I, I think I think in the conversations that we've had, you know, I've told you that, that I'm a product of a mentorship, of a coaching, right? You know, I today coach some folks, but, you know, I'm still, I'm still being coached today. You know, people who have experienced life a lot different than I have, they, they, they you know, I, I, I get so much from them. And about 15 years ago, my coach at that time gave me a book called The E-Myth. Um, I forget the author, Brian, something or other. Uh, and the E-Myth talks about working on your business and not in the business, right? It talks about, you know, bakers. It talks about McDonald's. You know, it talks about, you know, how, you know, once you put the right people in place, set up the systems, you get out of the way and watch the magic happen. You know, um, you know so I started, you know, my brothers and I, because mm-hmm. I'm in business with them, you know, my Brothers and I started working on our business about 15 years ago when, when that book was given to me. And, and, and really, it's been maybe six or seven years where, you know, I've had, you know, I've had, I've done nothing but marketing the agency in the community, you know, and grow my referral, my network of referral partners. You know, the people, you know, I have, you know, we have a few hundred loan partners, a couple of thousand real estate agents. So when they sniff, somebody needs an insurance binder, you know, somebody needs a condo certificate, Vargas Insurance has been in their inbox. I've either made a phone call to them in the past month, 
I've sent them, you know, I, I do a Monday morning message that goes out to, you know, three or 4,000 local real estate and mortgage folks. And, uh, in the, and our, and our phone just rings, you know, so having, having maybe, maybe figured out that it's a lot better for me to be having coffee with a loan partner than it is for me to be sitting there taking in a claim, answering that billing call, make sure the binder is done correct. You know, for the longest time, I really thought that I was the greatest insurance agent. And my wife would tell you that, yeah, man, you were the greatest. I mean, in in my own mind, nobody could do it as good as I could. I mean, I could answer that phone call, get that thing, make conversation, give them the quote, send them the binder, send them the A-cord. And then I figured out that Jeff Kamara and our team do it so much better. You know, they do it so much better. So in the beginning, I'd have to step in and fix maybe one out of 15, 20 things, right? So, but I'm not doing all the quotes. I'm not doing all the binders. I'm not doing all of that stuff. And back then, I just have to step in and say, okay, well, so we went this way here. We should have gone that way. And that's why this happened. You know, I, I, I learned that I'm not the greatest insurance agent in the world. And I would rather fix a problem now and then than to be involved in every single situation that comes into the agency. How was that? I mean, that's something that I've heard over and over again of, you know, you know, agents as being kind of like a defining moment in their agency. Was it just more of a product of, of being out in the community, doing that thing that felt more natural to you that felt more like suited to your natural abilities or was it something that, you know, uh, you know, just was a necessity at the time and, and you were able to kind of step out full time. It feels like that's a hard place for a lot of agents that are in it to get to and to draw a line in the sand somewhere. Yeah, you know, it, it started off with one day a week. Then it went to two days a week. Then it went to three days a week. And it's funny, finally, the um, I just identified the three things that I am unbelievably good at, right? Community shaking hands, showing up, you know, being friendly, just, you know, I'm that type of, you know, um, you know, and, and the, and the detail stuff, the stuff that needs to be followed up on the minutia, I'm not good at it at, at all. So in my freedom coaching that I do, um, I help the folks identify what they're good at, what they're not good at and what they hate doing. The stuff that they hate doing, find somebody else to do it, right? The stuff that they're not good at, either learn how to be good at or find somebody else to do it and work on the two or three things. And today, it's just one thing for me, just being in the community, giving back. You know, this, you know I know there's many different angles to that, but it just came down to, you know, writing, you know, on a, on a, on a, uh, on a, you know, aligned page, what I like to do, what I'm, I, I do, but I don't like to do and w- and what makes me money and then identify the stuff that makes you money. And hopefully they'll overlap with the things you love to do. And that's what you should be doing. Yeah. You know, I mean, it just, you know, it, I, I talk about this often. I mean, just, you know, I, I, I talk to many, to many in, independent insurance agents and I ask them, what does freedom mean to them? Right. And, and, and I hear it nine times out of 10 freedom is, you know, freedom to me is being able to go off for a weekend, go up to the mountains and ski with my family, you know, you know, and then I'll say, well, how often do you do that? 
and they'll say, uh, yeah, I probably did it once last year. And freedom to me is doing it. Freedom is not being shackled to a desk Monday through Friday, 10, 12, 14 hour days, half a day on Saturday. Freedom is putting the systems in place, putting the right people in place so that you can go do those things. You know, I, you know, I'm in, I'm in South Carolina for the month of October. I do some work from here. It's all community work. Um, but, you know, I'm here for four weeks. You know, I, am, you know I, I try to take off at least a week or two every single month to spend time with the people that I, that I enjoy, my family. A long rant there? Yeah, well, no, yeah. I mean, so, so the question that I have for you is being able to, one, have that focus and identify the thing. But I always hear the phrase, well, in the meantime, you still need to do these things, right? And, and it's that in the meantime where it just it never stops being in the meantime. And right. it's like, well, it's like, when, when, is, it, when is enough going to be enough? When do I need to stop sending that accord form? When do I need to stop answering yeah. that phone call? When do I need to stop doing that thing? And it's like they're always just waiting for this thing yeah. that's never coming. And because they keep waiting, yeah. it never, you know what I mean? Like the chicken and the egg sort of thing. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it took me nine years, nine years to pull away from the office so that the office could run without me. But my, my mission was to not be in the office at all, have great people there. So, I mean, so it doesn't happen o- o- overnight. Um, you know, so, but, but the thing, it, it has to be part of what you want to do. You know, if you're just, you know, if you're just hoping and wishing on a prayer, it's never, ever going to get done. You know, you know, I said this the other day, you know, money used to be the most important thing to me. Right. I mean, we're young. We're trying to make money, trying to cover the bills, trying to grow, trying to spend money, make make more money. But then I started making money. And really, time is the most important thing to me, you know, uh, because you can't buy more time. You can always make more money. You know, and if you're willing to share your money and train your staff, and I know unemployment is funny, unemployment in the Boston area is probably zero. Uh, you know, it's such a hot, hot market out there, but, you know, time, you know, winter's coming, time yeah. will change, and good people will be available again, um, and and you just need to pick the best, you know, pick the best business partners, really, your employees, and then... But it, it, it needs to be, you know, your goal is to, if your goal is to get out of the office, you need to set up systems, you need to train people, you need to hire good people so that you can get out of the office. Yeah. And I mean, that's, it, let, me, let me ask this. I'm curious. What was the first, like, did you have like, just, if I can just get this one thing, did you, was it, did it start simply or, or, or I don't know. Like, what, what, do you remember the first thing you said? I, no matter what, no matter what it costs, even like for the first three months, if I'm losing money on it, like I'm just gonna not do this thing anymore. Yeah. Yeah. We lost money in the beginning when we hired Jeff. It started with Jeff. It started with my, you know, with with my partner, the the operating man, manager. I mean, Jeff runs the agency. It started back then. You know, he was he was a loan officer at a local bank making good money, and we never hired anybody at that wage. And mentally, it was like, oh, my God, he wants X. You know, we all eventually agreed that, hey, even if we have to take a little bit of a pay cut, this kid could be it. You know, this kid could be the person that could be running this operation 
forever for us, you know, or until he decides it's time for him to hire somebody to, so that he can get out on the road. So it started with him. Um, it started with training of Jeff. And I mean, he caught on like, he caught on very quickly because he was a familiar, he's familiar with sales. You know, he's familiar. He comes from a sporting background. So he's always, you know, you throw, you throw a challenge in front of him and you throw a goal in front of him. He would step up and he would beat that goal and meet and beat anybody along the way trying to achieve that goal. So it started with him really. I mean, just, if there's one thing, one thing, right. If there's one thing that started me down this path was hiring him and thinking to myself, I'm not going to have to be chained to this office forever if this kid comes through and hangs out, right? Because most folks don't hang out for a long period of time. We pay, we paid him well, we treated him well, trained him well. And uh, if there's one thing, it was with that hire. You, you, you said one other thing too, and how much, I guess, uh, operationally kind of allows some of that to, you know, I might be making some of this up, so feel free to correct me at any point in time. But I, again, back to um, the same time period of that speakeasy conversation, I remember I, I you had said that, you know, really we just focus on monoline home policies. I don't know if that's true today or what, but right. so we don't even, we, we don't even Still want the today. That's another That's another tough decision that, you know, ultimately might look bad initially six months a year whatever it is right yeah um but it's having a dedication right. to the the plan the strategy to say listen if this works it's going to allow us to get to a certain spot and right. was that a similar right. kind of experience yeah exactly i mean we don't you know just going back to the auto we you know my goal is to network with as many referral partners as i can and my referral partners are Real estate agents, loan professionals, closing attorneys, paralegals at the closing attorneys. You know, so those folks feed us hundreds and hundreds of referrals every single month. Our goal is to write as many of those as we can. Most of that business is escrowed. So when that policy comes up for renewal next year, right, the consumer, so it went up $60, right? It went up $100. I don't know, you know, whatever, whatever the increase is. It gets passed on to the mortgage company. Their mortgage goes up four or five dollars a month because of now the new shortage, right? When we write auto insurance, right? People have collisions. They have broken windows. They don't pay their premiums. You know, we're in twelve or thirteen thousand homes. I couldn't imagine having every auto in those homes. I mean, you know, the average home has what two autos. You know, we insure twelve or thirteen thousand homes. You know, twenty four thousand. I would be we, I don't, I don't think we could afford the space to hire the staff if we could hire the staff to service that book of business. Plus all those requotes every year, the auto goes up $80. People start shopping you around. You know, it's like, really? For 80 bucks? I don't want you as a client. You know, every yeah. single year, you know, we, we go through our clients list and we, we divorce five clients. I mean, they're just, because they're just mayhem or they're just awful people to deal with. We try to find them another home. We tell, you know, five people every single year is our goal. And hopefully someday we won't have any to divorce, but we kind of look at who's causing all the headaches and, you know, for the customer service folks. And we just try to get rid of them, you know? Yeah. And that's, I mean, I, it's, it's so crazy, right? Because you, you, you hear people that have got pushed through that time and made it to the other side, but then you kind of go back to, we have this like false narrative of we need this, we need to do this, we need to cross sell that. Um, 
And I, it's all about, and I think, I think really what, in my personal opinion, what is hampering a lot of people in the industry is their inability to just decide on a thing, right? Whatever the thing is, right. commit right. to it and, and, right. and kind of give it a runway. What was there, what was like the level of commitment? What was your runway to saying, listen, we're just model line home and this is why, how long did it take until you actually didn't think you were crazy? It, it, it started in the early 80s. Uh, it, started, it started with me as a life guy. I mean, I, you know, I had a life career for 15 years, you know, and along the way I did property and casualty. And, you know, and, and I found that back then, back in the early 80s, I started in 1980 in the insurance industry. So 82, 83, you know, 85, you know, I'm, I'm spinning all my wheels, trying to get those life sales every single year, trying to get to the MDRT. That was my goal every year, right? But yet my, my homeowner business keeps renewing and I keep getting these nice checks along the way. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't make any sales this week, but I get this really nice check, you know? So I figured, wow, this is great because there's a tail on that product where there's no tail on, on the life product. So, and, and as I was going along, I figured out, well, it would be easier to get the life sale if I got the homeowner sale, right? If I was in there, if I was a first insurance agent that they met and they liked me, most likely they would give me the life insurance, right? Where I was going in, banging on the door, buying all the lists, making the phone calls after the sale, you know, con congratulating them for buying their new home and welcome to the community. I'm the mortgage, I'm the mortgage life guy for prudential insurance and I'd like to see if I can combine and go over what would happen to you, to your family or this beautiful home if one of you passed away. So around that time, I, you know, it came, well, it, it, it wasn't easy to get the life sale because I didn't get the PNC sale. But man, if I got the PNC sale, the life sale was like, a cakewalk. So I started focusing on working with realtors and loan partners, loan officers, you know, and today there's maybe 22, 2,500 realtors in my database that I personally met over, you know, these last 25, 30 years, loan officers, maybe four or 500 that I've met over all this time period. And they, and they move from bank to bank. So I try to stay, so I try, I try to use social media to try to find out if they're still at Chase, if they move to TD Bank or whatever, so really my job is to stay in front of those people who will then be in front of people who will eventually need insurance. Yeah, two more things that I want to run by you. Well, one, one, not, one I want to run by yeah. you. The other is the first is I want to know. So you, back as far as the '80s, you kind of saw. Hey, listen, I can see that this monoline thing might work out for us, uh, and and it appears to have done so. What do you think? What do you see that you might not have the longevity left in the in the industry to where excites you that you know maybe uh, Jeff is is planning to take things like what's the thing that 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 is the next thing for you is it just staying consistent staying the course with where you at is there something else that you're picking up on? Well, it's it's funny uh, what uh, it's it's exciting for us but not exciting for our for our for our in, in industry most a big chunk of my local independent agents are letting their accounts being serviced at these service centers, yeah. right? And we pick up a few every month, like from local friendly insurance agents, like, hey, uh, could you quote us? And we're like, yeah, but you're over at, you know, Judy's place, and Judy's a great agent. I mean, I would never go 
prospecting in her client. Well, but now I'm no longer talking to Judy. I'm calling 1-800-COMMERCE or 1-800-MAPFRI, right? I wanted to, I want to deal with somebody locally. And I, I truly think, you know, travelers, you know, is, is trying to get it done online. I don't know if they're doing it yet, you know, but I think we need to be, if we're selling it, I super strongly believe that we need to be servicing it because that's when we earn our stripes, right? If, 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 if the Vargas's have a claim and they're not calling, oh, their agent is telling them to call 1-800-MAP-FREE, right? Why do I need, why do I need this agent? Why do I need this independent agency system, right? Why am I doing business with them when I'm calling the company? Why don't I go direct? So we're seeing some pickup of business from these little agencies. And again, it makes sense. It's a lot easier to, you know, to maybe lose one or two accounts a month than it is to hire somebody to service your book of business. But I'm excited and I'm scared. Um, where our independent agency system is going because we're, for a couple of points off the top in commission, we're willing to let somebody else service our book mm. of business. And that's not right. Interesting. You know, okay. That's not right. So this, so this is the thing I want to, I want to run by you is, is I, th- I th- you know, I think we want to make, I think, I think we're making insurance into something that like we're trying to make an experience that may or may not be necessary. Um, surrounding by insurance is something that people just want to work when they need it sort of thing. Um, yep. and I feel like right. we kind of dress it up, like putting like, like a tutu on a pit bull or something like that. It's like, Hey, let's, let's make this thing look prettier than it is per se. Um, but I kind of have this on, I don't know if I've really ever said this before, but do you think we will ever start viewing insurance more like a utility to where it's, it's something like just having the lights on, just like you don't ever really think about your electric bill. You don't ever think about the gas bill. Uh, Until the electric goes up. up, And then you need to buy electric until you have a claim. Right. And then you say, wow, it's funny. I, have you know, we've, we've lost clients to the progressives and the Geico's and down the road, a few, a few will come back and they'll say, you know, I got no handholding over there. I get no advice. You know, I get nobody to help me. Like, I don't know insurance. You know, I'm looking for you to help me when I have a claim, when I have an issue. You know, I, I, I think what we're selling, or what, we, what we've always sold is relationship, right? Is a relationship. I know my local age. And in, in today, we maybe see 20% of everybody that we sell insurance to. But there's that drip email that goes out from Jeff welcoming them. Jeff and I welcoming them to the Vargas family. And then Jeff sends off an email, the whole drip campaign. Hey, by now you should have received your insurance policy. I'm Jeff. I'm the guy that runs the ship. If you have any problems, please call me. You know, we have a whole team here willing to help you. And by, and, but by the way, if you know of somebody who has an insurance need, we'll be honored if you would keep our agency in mind. So I don't look at it as a utility. I look at it as a relationship. And maybe, you know, maybe today's consumer doesn't maybe find that they need a relationship with their agent until they have a claim. And then they want their agent to kind of, it's funny. I, 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 we lost a dear friend of mine. She went to progressive progressive saved her six or $700 a, a, a year. Um, they also, you know, went from 100% replacement to barely 80%. Yeah. So she lost some coverage. Um, but I helped her with a claim. And she said, Carlos, 
I, I kick myself in the ass every day. For, thank God she moved because she had a total loss, right? I mean, thank God she moved because that would have kind of done some damage, you know. But it's like, you know, so she was on, on Facebook, text me. I mean, she was sending me, you know, all kinds of, hey, so they're asking me for this. How should I handle that? Well, what's your adjuster saying? We're saying this. and nah, That doesn't sound right. You should go in this way. You know, so um, it's it's a utility until they until they have a need, and then and then it becomes a relationship. But but we can't force you know them to think of us as a utility. It has to be a relationship, and that's where the community involvement, that's where giving back and showing up and rolling up our sleeves should be part of our mo. This is who we are. This is who, you know, this is what made the independent agency system 